Welcome back to the Lynx Magazine Golf Podcast. I'm one of your hosts, Graylin Loomis. Ian, we're back today and we're talking about one of our favorite golf destinations in the U.S. Where are we going today? We're going to Pinehurst. Now, what is your connection to Pinehurst? We both have a connection and we'll kind of start the episode by talking about why it's uh, one of our favorite places. Right. So uh, I used to work at the uh, the resort. I worked and sold retail in the main pro shop. So I got to stare out those big windows every day and wish I was playing golf. Got to play a little bit while I was out there. Um, but uh, what a special place to work and uh, kind of a second home in the summers when I was in college. It was really special. And you're from that area. Correct. Yeah. I, I drove down every uh, every morning from outside of Raleigh. It was about an hour each way and couldn't have been happier driving. That's how much you liked it. Yeah, that's, <laughs> I, I didn't I didn't rent any place down there. I, I stayed at my parents' house and, and drove down every day and it was wouldn't have had any, any other way. It was amazing. So I, on my end, I have tons of really good memories. I grew up in Asheville, North Carolina, up in the western part of the state. And I drove down with my dad quite a few times, had a bunch of junior tournaments down in the Pinehurst area. Um, and one of the things we're going to do today is talk about Pinehurst Resort and some of the things they've done there, and specifically about Pinehurst Number 4, which the two of us um, have both played recently. But also, while Pinehurst is synonymous with this resort, um, Pinehurst has tons to offer. So, and, and we're not going to get into all of it today. Um, I'm sure there are going to be more episodes about it. But I hope so. We're going to talk... Um, about everything from new additions to the town or village of Pinehurst, um, new additions to the golf courses, renovations, um, new courses. And then we're going to talk about how we would do our dream kind of four-day golf trip uh, and not talking about where to stay or where to eat because those things um, kind of change. And depending on your budget, that could be anything. But we're going to talk about the golf courses we would play. Now, I don't know Ian's choices and I don't know Graylands. Yeah. yeah. So we'll see. It, maybe we're going to be very similar. Um, I have a feeling that we will be. Yeah. Because I know we we talked about Pioneer so much in the past. It might it might over. There's be quite a bit of overlap. Yeah. No matter what. We have so. similar tastes as well. Yeah. Um, but we'll just jump right into it. Um, the big news coming out of Pinehurst recently is Pinehurst number four. Huge. Um, yeah. It's really exciting. Number four, uh, when I was growing up, had a reputation of being just a really, really tough, narrow, narrow course with hundreds and hundreds of little pot bunkers everywhere. Yeah. Um, we're talking pot bunkers in the rough and like small ones. And of course, it, like fields of them, like yes, alongside the hundreds, uh, yeah. hundreds. Uh, I can only imagine kind of the maintenance costs and everything. But I, I, I had a buddy who worked maintenance specifically oh, on geez. number four and he raked bunkers. He said oh, it was miserable. Man. Yeah. <laughs> um, so. But growing up, we I would play this tournament every year that was around at Mid Pines, around at number four and around at number two. And you always knew that number four was probably going to be your toughest round of the week. With number two in there, and this is pre-renovation of number two. Which is crazy. Yeah. Yeah. So to give you guys a little background on number two, it's a Donald Ross course. He did the the original 18 holes. And of course, um, calling it a Donald Ross course is um, kind of a point of conversation, which we'll get into. 
um, because it changed a lot over the years. In 1973, Robert Trent Jones came in, and I wouldn't even say that he uh, did a renovation. Um, you know, Pinehurst. And this is number would, four. And they, they, this is number four. Yeah. Sorry. Yeah. Um, Pinehurst would say that it was a redesign. Uh, he redesigned the course and actually created more room for some real estate to go in. So that original footprint uh, for number four was lost at that point. Right. 1982, 11 years later, uh, Robert Trent Jones' son, Reese Jones, came in, and he did a renovation of his father's work and kind of that was getting toward that open doctor phase, you know, Reese Jones' nickname of kind of making things much harder, more quote-unquote championship golf style. 1999, Tom Fazio did a renovation, and I believe that's when all the pot bunkers went in. As far Um, as I know, that's correct. And very, very narrow fairways. Well, the news, um, I've kind of buried the lead here, but the news (laughs) is that Gil Hands came in and did a full... Um, he he doesn't call it a restoration, uh, which would be returning it kind of to that original Ross right. layout because the land no longer exists for it. He redesigned the course really in the style of Donald Ross, kind of picking up a lot of that design style um, from yeah. what Corin Crenshaw did over on number two. Right. Um, so most recently now you have a Gilhans course that is – much, much, much more um, kind of in keeping with the style of the North Carolina Sandhills. And it doesn't feel out of place. I was, um, even when I worked there, I love playing number four the few times that I got to play it when I worked there. This mm-hmm. is obviously during uh, when it was still a Fazio course. And I, and I enjoyed it. Um, but uh, I think I, I like it a lot. I think it a lot. It fits in better now. And I like it. I like it more for that reason and, and others. Um, I agree. I, I agree. What they've done is turn number four in my mind, from a kind of you-could-miss-it sort of thing. If you went to Pinehurst and you didn't play number four back in the day, you... It's not the end of the world. Yeah, it wasn't the end of the world. Now they've given us a real reason why you'd want to stick around and play number four. You, Absolutely. You would be missing something if you... And of course, that's every resort's goal. You know, right. Keep people there longer, playing more rounds of golf. And fortunately, we benefit from it because from their massive investment, we get one heck of a golf course. And it is one heck of a golf course. It's amazing. So So it differs from number two. I wouldn't call number two flat because there are hilly areas, mm -hmm. but... Number four has a lot more undulation than number two. At it's least much that, more dramatic. Yeah, yeah, much more dramatic. Um, it has a lot of those blowout sandy areas. And I've written an article for Lynx, which you guys can find at lynxmagazine.com, where you'll see a bunch of pictures. Mm-hmm. Um, but it, it really has a, a feel. It feels like the sand hills. And um, one of my friends in the group when I played said it kind of feels like the best of number two, the best of Mid Pines, which is another area course which we'll discuss, mm-hmm. and the best of Dormy Club, which is a Corin Crenshaw course, um, also in the Pinehurst area. I could totally see that. Yeah, I, I can see it too. It's um it it's a really, really fun course that's challenging but doesn't beat you up. I mean it, you 
you could go out there and expect to lose no golf balls. Yeah. Um, if you do miss pretty wildly, you're going to be in a sandy area. Right. Um, and, you know, worst case, you're kind of pitching back out to a fairway from kind of bunker-like conditions. Right, but kind of that wire grass, bunker, you know, whatever. Uh, kind of similar to number two, the after Corn Crenshaw did their work to it. Exactly. So, um, so I like it. I, I mean, I thought it was uh, a lot of fun. Um it is a completely different course than it used to be. Yes. And I would be really interested to hear from some of our listeners. If you guys have played the old number four and you get out and play the quote unquote new number four, shoot us a message. Um, you know, on social media, we're at Lynx Magazine everywhere. Yep. Uh, you can email us at uh, letters at Lynx Magazine. But I'd love to hear from you guys because it, it's, a, it's a totally different experience. And I would say... Um, you could have, and no, no shame on the people who had renovated the course before, but no, you no, could no. find other courses like the old number four. Correct. Um, this new number four is really uh, pretty darn distinct, and I, I would bet, you know, depending on what value uh, various listeners place on these things. I think we're going to see it in some of the like top 100 U.S. lists. Oh, I would totally agree. Um, uh, to what, to my understanding, the um, the resort wanted to make it a, a kind of a compliment, almost not the same, but uh, they can't do all their tournaments on number two. Yeah. So, uh, for example, the Donald Ross uh, Junior event, which we when I played, we played with a few guys doing a practice round, um, and they're playing number four and number two. And uh, they're just like, wow, this is this is wild. It's so different than than what it was, uh, but also a compliment, but without being too overbearingly similar to number two. Yeah. I, so when I was there, it was for the like media open of number four, and Gil Hans was there, and he spoke, and he said that every day he encouraged all of his shapers and all of the guys on his crew to look out across number two, which is adjacent to number four. Oh, yeah. And always try and take something, some little piece of inspiration, whether it be a style of bunker, whether it be, you know, whatever it is, just a look, an angle, and bring that over to number four. And they, they are different. Um, but they, they feel like siblings. Um, totally agree, you know, number yeah. four has things like a, a fairly large lake around which a lot of the course is routed. Right. Number two, I think technically probably does have a lake on what? 16. Six, 16, but that's like a pond. It's, it's not really a lake. And it's like 100 yards off the tee on a par five, par four, depending on right, what right. You're, where you're playing from. Um, it's not in play. That's where this is like a big lake with kind of a almost like a cape hole around it sort right. of feel. Like and a nice of a, par three that plays along the lake. It's a feature, um, right? Uh, oh yeah, yeah. And it's and it's very much in play. As a, I don't know if you found out when you play, but I <laughs> I found out uh, twice when I played. Ouch. Yeah. Ouch. So <laughs> we'll, we'll get to that later. Maybe we won't. But yeah. So I, I'll I'll say kind of one more note. Interesting note um, that uh, I can't speak to the truthfulness of, but it's something I read online, which I think is really interesting. And then we'll kind of move on. But um, when I was there, and I didn't really see this pre-Gilhan's renovation, but 
I would say the land that number four on is arguably better land than, than number two. I would agree with that. Um, it's you get these really great views, beautiful hills, which um, Gill opened up a lot of, which Gill opened was, up a ton yeah. of. Um, you know, it, it's a really beautiful site. So I saw the question posed online. You know, if the land for number four is this good, um, why? Yeah, why didn't uh, Donald Ross do something with it earlier? Because yeah. um, presumably uh, the land was available to him in those early days when he routed number two. It might not. No, sorry. I, I, I don't think it was, but he could have done something with it earlier, I believe. Right. Long story short, this is all kind of hearsay. But um, the answer that, that I saw online was the land that number two is routed on is much sandier and the land that number four is routed on is um, has areas that have more clay and don't drain yeah. quite as well, which would make sense with the lake on the property, things like that. Right. Um, I would love to hear from anyone who knows better than the two of us, you know, whether there's any truth to that. But um, I'd, I'd also be interested to know, did you guys agree that um, that the land for number four is even better than the land for number two? Yeah, I, w- I would love to hear uh, love to hear people's takes on that. And it seems like there'll be a lot of people playing this year. Um, well, listeners and, and links readers, I put it out on Instagram today, actually, asking who was who was planning on playing number four uh, in the ne- in the coming year. And it was like already six or seven people commenting wow. on the Instagram saying, "I'm going, you know, this time of year." Uh, I'll be there next week, like all that sort of stuff. So that's exciting. Um, and I'm, I'm curious to hear what y'all think. Um, one of the things that Pinehurst does really well is keeps giving people reasons to come back. And after a word from our uh, season sponsor, uh, we'll speak more about that. So Pinehurst is great at doing something that not all old institutions are good at doing. They keep innovating and they keep giving people reasons to come back. So right. Pinehurst dates back to what, 1897, I, I believe, 1895. It's on every piece of merchandise I have from them, so I should know. But well, um, and I, I worked in that shop, so I saw yeah, that, I saw that every day, and it's ingrained <laughs> in my memory. It's probably a few passwords on my like old I think there's like an phones. 1895 grill or something at Pinehurst, Yes, too. there is. Um, yeah. <laughs> so um, one thing that happens to resorts is, and just golf areas complacency complacency yeah you kind of hit the peak you are kind of top of the food chain you think i'm doing great then all of a sudden all of the the young whippersnappers you know come on up and build you know pull abandoned dunes and just kind of in 25 years become the premier golf destination in, in the u.s and you're thinking you know holy cow where did these guys come from right um so I, w- I would go as far as even saying Pinehurst began to maybe fall a little bit into that category, where if you were thinking of an exciting new golf destination to go to circa 2007, 8, 9, you probably weren't thinking Pinehurst. It's a place that was very much on everyone's list, oh, yeah. but the exciting spots were like the Bandons and... Because they were know, new and they had they new were stuff new, to offer. They were innovating, you know, lots of new offerings, new courses popping up. Right. 
Um, well, starting with the renovation by Corin Crenshaw, which was controversial, which too. was yeah, it was very controversial, and you can remember people saying like, "Oh my gosh, you know, the course is brown, <laughs> the world has ended." Well, and, and I had I had members or uh, property owners come up to me in the shop and say, "I can't believe what they did to number two. I didn't want to. I didn't want a beach in my backyard. I wanted green grass." Like, <laughs> so I'm like, "Well, <laughs> sorry, sir. Would you like to buy a shirt?" <laughs> no. Hey, um, how many hats would you like? Y- yeah. Um, so. That was like 2010 that they brought Corin Crenshaw mm-hmm. in. And of course, that was in anticipation of in 2014, the course hosting both the men's U.S. Open and the women's U.S. Back Open. Back to back weeks. Back to back weeks. Yeah. That was a big, big investment and a kind of big roll of the dice. Um, oh, yeah. Pinehurst is so well known and so highly regarded. They probably could have just rested on their laurels. But that started this massive kind of run of big renovation projects, new additions. They renovated number two, um, number three, Mm -hmm. uh, I believe number one. Um, Um, I I didn't, when I was there last month, I don't think that any work was being done in our moment. Maybe in the future, uh, maybe this coming year, they're going to do a little small tweaks, but... Yeah, I, I am wrong on that. Yeah, it's it, just number three. Um, what they, the a big one, they built the cradle, uh, which yeah. is uh, a Gil Hands designed short course. It's so that, much fun. Which is an absolute blast uh, to play. Um, they uh, created Thistle Dew, the putting course that's kind of a Himalayas style putting course. Mm-hmm. Um, which is a fun little thing where, you know, they have like drink stands, uh, at at every hole. It's kind of family oriented. Um, if you have any non golfers in the group or young golfers in the group, it's going to bang around some putts. It's a perfect thing to do. Yeah. Um, they, uh, most recently, well, I'll just go in order. They, uh, created the deuce, which is a pub bar overlooking the 18th green of number two and they my memory is now of course prior to 2010 i was not at the course drinking uh (laughs) due to my age (laughs) but i don't remember there being a real gathering spot around number two where you could just sit have a pint you know talk to your buddies like a a really fun 19th hole and 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 there's a there's a members bar on the other side kind of closer to the first tee of number two um and people that have been to Pinehurst will know what i'm kind of talking about Mm -hmm. there um and that was the only place and there was you know very obvious signs saying uh, only members and their guests beyond this point so you're like okay that looks cool but i wish i can't go there right yeah but now the deuce opened up that whole uh, that porch whole area, area. the whole porch area, and there's this big inside and really cool bar that faces out, and this you know these windows that open up, and during the summertime you get this nice nice breeze in, and uh, it's it's a great spot to to hang out and have a beer after a after a round. Yep. Um, along with the opening of number four, uh, they also opened a um, Pinehurst Brewery. Now, I I, I say they. Um, Technically speaking, I, it was the resort that built and created this Pinehurst Brewery yes. in the village of Pinehurst, uh, which is like the most charming little place you've ever seen adjacent to um, the resort. Yeah. But there's really absolutely no indication that the resort had anything to, to do with it. I mean, you don't see like resort logos anywhere. You don't no. see the putter boy anywhere. Um, they have their own logo. I mean, the yeah, Pinehurst like Brewing logo. The, it's in the old steam plant. Everything. Yeah. yeah, it's in the old steam plant, which Behind is the this, Holly, I believe. Yep, yeah, down the hill, 
an easy walk from the resort really but i i believe the resort um uh, like shuttles can take you down there oh, um yeah. yeah but uh they hired away a brewmaster from a uh, an up-and-coming charlotte brewery i got to play golf with him actually he's like, a good golfer too yeah he? he's a good golfer and really interesting guy who knows what he's doing they do good food there they do um and that that kind of added i don't think there was a really good kind of casual dining place to grab a pint watch a game right you know have a pizza whatever um, there were those areas, but not really Associated. in the village as much yeah. and, and not tied to the resort, Correct. even though kind of you would never really know the brewery's tied to the resort. Right. Um, so in a period of nine years now, you know, recording this in early 2019, they have invested, you know, heavily in yeah. ensuring that they are, you know, part of that young crowd, which is awesome. I mean, it, it as a young guy who has a limited budget for travel, if I'm thinking, you know, where do I want to go? I'm probably going to try and see as many different places as possible. Yeah. Um, Pinehurst has gotten me to keep going back year after year you by always offering new things. Yes. And we're from the Southeast. So, you know, it's not a massive plane journey for us. Right. But, you know, if I'm in the area, I'm going to swing by and play the cradle. Um, yep. You know, there's always a reason to keep coming back. And I think there's a valuable lesson there for golf destinations around the U.S. where the moment you kind of think, guys, we made it. And then you kick back, sit back and yeah. sit back. All of a sudden, you're no longer the place people want to go. Right. And um, if you want to look for a model of you know who has done it well, uh, who's kind of lasted through the ages and then invested heavily, it's Pinehurst. And I don't think a lot of people or a lot of places can invest quite like they have. They, right. They've had a very supportive ownership and a, a very... I mean, visionary is kind of a strong word, but right. Tom Pashley, the president at Pinehurst, yeah. has had this vision, and he's really seen it out. And he's just super passionate about the place. Yeah, too. he's he, very passionate about the place, and and they've they've taken it to to an awesome place. So yeah, it's um if <laughs> keep giving people reasons to come back, and right. and you're doing something right. Well, it's just, like on that same note, it's been uh, I worked there in 2015 and 2016, so right after the open, and even since my last day of working that summer, every time I go back, something's new. Every mm-hmm. time, and it, I always want to go back and see what what's new. Like first it was the deuce, like we went through the whole you know uh, the whole timeline here, and it's just it's so exciting and to see how much it's changed and for the better too. Because I know a lot of people were kind of like, eh, Pinehurst is kind of old and tired, even mm-hmm. after the opens. We're like, mm-hmm. it's just a, you know, but that's not the case now. It's not the case now. It is, it is the place. I, like, I, you could be tempted to say that number four is kind of the pinnacle of these projects. Um, yeah. Well, it's something the biggest undertaking. It's the biggest so far. I, I, you could probably say number two is bigger, but well, well, it, it well, was yeah. one of the biggest well, like, so since, far. Since number two. Yeah. And uh, I hear whisperings. So we'll end it. We'll end this section on this. I, I hear whisperings that it is not the last project. Mm. Um, and uh, yeah, I'll I'll leave that there to to marinate. Yeah, um, <laughs> leave it to your imaginations, but, guys. Yeah, but they, there there's more coming to to Pinehurst. Now, we have dedicated 22 minutes to uh, talking about Pinehurst Resort. Yeah. Um, we could dedicate probably two more hours 
to the greater Pinehurst area. There's just so much golf there yeah, and so much good golf yeah. land. Um, and unlike where I grew up in Asheville, unlike many southeastern cities, nearly all of the best golf in the Pinehurst area is public. Yeah. In Asheville, most of the good golf is private. Um, in many cities, most of the, Charleston, most of the good golf is private. Yeah. Savannah, you know, not a ton of golf, but the best of it is private. private. Yeah. The best golf in Pinehurst is public. Yeah. Which is just awesome. I it that is one reason that I just keep going back totally over and agree. over and over. And a lot of it um, won't destroy a budget. Um, no, it, it's all pretty reasonable. I, yeah, I think. We, we have no affiliation uh, to these guys, but I've gone down multiple times with Tobacco Road Golf Travel. They have these really good packages on their website. Yeah. Um, and they kind of maximize non-peak time. So, you know, I, I can't even, I can pull one up, but um, I'm thinking back. I took a trip with some buddies and played Tobacco Road, Dormy Club, Pine Wild, stayed two nights in a Holiday Inn Express, and I want to say it was like 230 bucks, Which is just absurd. Which is insane. Yeah. Now... We were playing in July, so it was about 250 degrees. Yeah, and, and humid. And yeah. humid, and yeah. we were all just about dying. Yeah. Um, but, but, you know, it, it was a great way to do it. It stayed comfortably within our budgets, and, you know, it, it was um, perfect for us. So there are ways to go down there and stay well within your budget. Um, we'll talk about some of the area courses, but... There are, if you want the classic side of things, you have Pine Needles and Mid Pines. Mm -hmm. Um, Those two are affiliated and have good accommodation options there. Very good, yeah. Mid Pines is one of my favorite courses in the whole world. I agree. It it is as charming a Donald Ross course as you'll ever find. And following the renovation of Pinehurst Number 2, um, Kyle Franz, who is one of the shapers for Core and Crenshaw, went over and did renovation work on... Um, mid pines and then later pine needles. Yeah. So it has that same sort of just tremendous feel. I, I absolutely. Well, I, I think that it. routing mid pines routing is, is awesome. That back Terrific. nine, that kind of, that kind of uh, meanders back and forth up on that hill and then back down to the uh, clubhouse. Yeah. Is, is so good. Yeah, you're exactly right. Um, you have on the, still on the classic side, Southern pines, which is a course that could use a lot of love. It's an old Donald Ross course that's kind of been flagging a little bit needs uh, some new ownership to invest in it because it is really cool yeah but that's another great design with a lot of potential um i'm sure i'm missing some here but then on the new side you have corn crenshaw uh and dormy club yep that's very good um they have recently come into new ownership um with the dormy Dormy network um who own a number of clubs around the U.S., but uh, Dormy Club is, I would guess you would call it the flagship, the flagship course. Yeah, I that's mean, what I was about to say. They're named after they're, it. Yeah, so. and, and their logo, that red yeah, know, the red pin flag. pin flag yeah. is the same logo. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, it's uh, there's so much. There's Tobacco Road, which is an excellent Mike Strantz course, which absolutely splits opinions. I'm sure some people right now are you know, foaming at the mouth thinking, I hate tobacco road. My, my, my dad being one of them, yeah. or at least he used to, I don't, he hasn't played it since, yeah. but like, I cannot stand that place. Yeah. And then there are other people like me who are like, Oh and my me. gosh, that's the most creative golf course I've ever seen. We, we're on the same page with that one. Yeah. I, I love that place. Yeah. I, I think it goes down as the first time you play it, 
you're going to be just confused. Yeah. The second time you play it, you think, whoa, this is cool. It, yeah. And they, that's absolutely how I feel about it. Um, but, you know, I, I think for people outside of the Southeast, they hear Pinehurst and they think of the resort. Right. There's so much to Pinehurst and the adjacent little town, Southern Pines, um, has a nice little downtown area, um, good restaurants. Um, a lot of people think Southern Pines is just the kind of main shopping drag strip mall area with like an Outback Steakhouse and a TJ Maxx. Ain't nothing wrong with those, all right? And, yeah, <laughs> and, and I've eaten at that Outback a lot. Um, In but, Blue Onions, yeah. yeah. <laughs> but um, the there's an old town there as well. And oh, yeah. The, the railroad going right through the middle of it, and it's... Um, you have a lot there, a lot of accommodation options there. And I would suggest for those who don't have the desire or the budget to stay at Pinehurst Resort, look to Southern Pines. You know, you can stay in a, a Holiday Inn Express at one end of the spectrum. You could stay at um, Pinehurst Resort at the other. Yeah, and yeah. depending on the time of year, neither are going to break your budget. No. During peak times, um, you know, Pinehurst is the high end and uh, or the resort's the high end. And you have a bunch of other options. No, yeah, no, and and even uh, kind of speaking to Southern Pines, that area, real quick, um, we would that's where we would go out after uh, after work and and hang get out. We we go to the Belchery and and hang out and get beers or food or whatever. Um, sometimes we go to the village as well, but we I remember our going away party my last day. We that's where we went. We went uh, we went down to Southern Pines. So it's a cool little place. Yeah, it is. There are tons of other. Um, courses in the area too. Oh, yeah. We've just named kind of the top line. If you had a week, those might be the ones to play. But you have Pine Wild. Um, I mean, we could. I, you, I can't you can go even, on and on. You have yeah. Force Creek that's private. You have CCNC um, that's private. CCNC that's private. Um, but the, the funny thing is, as I said, as with so many of these places, you could go there, and the golf you really, really want to play isn't private. And, yeah. and that it's so accessible. Oh, yeah. If you're going to Pinehurst, to, now I've never flown into this airport, so just tell me how this would work. You fly into Raleigh, right? Correct. Okay. Correct, yeah. Raleigh, North Carolina, how far is it from Pinehurst? Um, it's about an hour. So uh, they'll, a shuttle will pick you up if you're staying at the resort. Um, I but, didn't know that. Yeah. Cool. I, I, whenever, uh, a lot of times when I was driving to work, I'd be behind the Pinehurst shuttle. I'm like, oh, well, <laughs> I, I know where they're going. Yeah. Um, but they'll pick you up at the resort. You just have to make accommodations um, with that. Make, sorry, make arrangements. Um, yeah. Uh, but other than that, it's not a bad, you know, if you're renting a car or whatever, it's it's an, almost an hour flat. Um, okay. And it's it's pretty much straight down uh, one. I don't know that area particularly well. Is Tobacco Road on the way? It is. Yeah. Okay. Hey, there you go. Right. Tobacco Road on the way to the airport. <laughs> yeah. So so coming up, coming back up from Pinehurst, um, that uh, Tobacco Road's probably thirty minutes, twenty five to thirty minutes away. Okay. Um, so it's about halfway between my house or my parents' house and and the resort. So we we would go nice. there a bunch, um, but. That's uh, it's all kind of in the same area, and um, and uh, we'll consider it, you know, as part of the Pinehurst area, even though it's twenty five minutes. Yeah, greater Pinehurst area. Yeah, yeah. Okay, let's end this thing with our dream four day golf trip to Pinehurst, and I'll start, and then okay. we'll go to you. This is four days. We're not going to talk about accommodation. We're not going to talk about food. This is just the golf. So, mm. day one. Pinehurst four for me. Um, I think you started off. I think it's a great introduction to Pinehurst style golf, Sand Hills, which is the greater area there. Sand Hills golf. 
you aren't going to lose a ton of balls. That afternoon, I would play the cradle. Yeah. And the cradle is 50 bucks to play, and that's unlimited. Right. So you can play as much as you possibly can for $50. Um, I would say if you paid 50 bucks and you played it once, you might say, like, ah, you know, that, that was kind of expensive. Yeah. Play it a few times, grab a beer. You know, there's a little drink cart there. Yeah. Just enjoy it. Um, I think that's a perfect day one. Day two, I'm going to say Pinehurst number two. Okay. Now, I've said Pinehurst 2 slash Pine Needles. Pine Needles would be, if you don't want to shell out the money for number two, um, play Pine Needles. Uh, yeah. Pine Needles is a great course. Again, Mid Pines, Pine Needles, they're both part of the same resort. Pine Needles has hosted some amazing women's events, including the women's... The women's uh, Open. Yeah, I was going to say Women's U.S. Open. And Peggy Kirk Bell has Peggy a Kirk big Bell, influence. Peggy Kirk Bell, that's kind of her place. Yeah. Um, so, and she's a, a legend in oh women's gosh. golf. Yeah. So Pinehurst 2, if you want to shell out for it, Pine Needles, if you don't, either are going to give you a great experience, but nothing quite captures the U.S. Open kind of beast like Pinehurst number 2. Yeah. And those greens are kind of on a scale unlike any other. I agree. Day three, Mid Pines. Mm-hmm. Um, you guys heard us talk about it earlier, so I won't repeat myself, but Mid Pines is terrific, as charming as it gets. And if you're going to double up any day and play 36, um, I might play 36 at Mid Pines because it's just that good. Yeah. Um, I'm going with a group of friends in late February down. We're staying at Mid Pines. We're walking 36 at Mid Pines. It's just awesome. Day four, final day, finish it off with Tobacco Road. I think after a lot of golf, there's just something about a reminder that this game is supposed to be really fun and you should have a giant smile on your face. That is what Tobacco Road does for me. I just leave thinking, man, that's fun. My wife, who doesn't even play golf, has walked around with me at, at Tobacco Road, and she left thinking, this is unlike any golf course I've ever seen, and man, like, what a cool place. And she didn't hit a single ball. Which is, It looks yeah. different than any golf course you've ever played. It plays differently. Um, it, it's just very fun. Warning, <laughs> it is quirky and weird in some areas. Yeah. So that first round, you're, you're going to be a little confused. Could be a little frustrating. Uh, they do have a, a good app. Um, yes. And you can look at the whole outlines because I've had people ask me, especially number two on that course, which way does this hole go? It because has it can go either flyovers. Way. Yeah. Right. Yeah. That helps a lot. Yeah. So study that, you know, on the course or before or whatever. Um, okay. So my, my four day trip, um, I would start out with also number four. Okay. okay. Now, uh, keep in mind, guys, we have not compared notes here. Correct. Correct. So I would start out with number four. Um, just a good a good opener that won't beat you up, like you said, um, and a good introduction to the new the new Piners. Yeah. Right? And then uh, if you have time, the cradle. Um, if not, then then no worries. You can go put around on Thistle Dude. Don't wear yourself out the first day. Yeah. Not that the cradle would do that. Yeah. But, um, yeah. So second day, I would pair up. I would do uh, number three, okay. and I would do what did I write down here? And mid pines. Okay. So number three, mid pines. I would do thirty six there. A good kind of uh, introduction, or not introduction, but a good uh, complement to each other mm. with kind of shorter. 
Yeah. Um, sandy type we sandals didn't, courses. We didn't really talk about number three, um, but... You've played it since the renovation. Yeah. I have not. Okay. Yeah. It, it was renovated in the same style as number four and number two, the sandy kind of blowout areas, but it's a short course. Correct. Really fun. Um, like, you're not going to get beat up at all. Um, longer hitters might not even need a driver. Um, yeah. It's very, very fun. I played it. I think it makes a perfect compliment in a 36 hole day so i I like what you did there because it's not a seven thousand yard course it's not um it's not particularly tough but it's fun and you've got to hit a lot of little creative shots some little dog legs and um, some cool little greens right um and what we what it's always kind of been thought of as far as i've i was told when i when i worked there is it was kind of the warm-up to number two like you, you mm, work on hitting it's like a shots. mini number two yeah yeah it, it, it's shorter you're hitting shots into these dome greens and having the same type of uh same type of up and downs you'll have on number two so that leads into the next day day three morning round on number two okay okay so you, you play number two i think if you, especially as a first-time visitor you have to go, you have to play it. And yeah. I, I know it can be expensive. I know that it's, but even if it's just one time, it's, it's like pebble. You have to, if you're yeah. a pinehurst, you have to do it. Um, yeah. That being said, you, it's, it's very tough. Mm-hmm. It, I've, I've played it seven times now and I've only broken 90 once and it was, <laughs> and it was an 89 the last time I played it. Um, so, and, and you've got to, you either have to ride and it's cart path only or you have to take a caddy. Or a four is, caddy. Is that right? Or, or a four or, caddy. Or, and you can walk with your own bag. Yeah. Yeah, with a four caddy. With a four caddy, um, yes. yes. Cool. So just be aware of that. Last time I was there, um, I heard people being like, oh, well, you know, if I had known. And you're like, well, you know, you guys are already forking out like $400 for a round of golf. Yeah. Um, but honestly, if you had the option, I walk it. Enjoy it. I mean, unless yeah. you're um, unable to, to walk the course it's worth kind of seeing from the ground. Oh, yeah. If you're walking back and forth to your cart all day, you're going to end up just kind of not enjoying it as much. Right. Sorry, I cut you off. No, so no, no, no. That, yeah. That's the morning. No, that's, that's the morning. And then, like I said, it, it will beat you up a little bit. Um, it's tough. So I would go out and play the cradle that afternoon. Okay. With a that drink, kind of well. decompress and... And because the cradle is just, remember golf is fun, right? Right. Not that number two isn't fun, but it's an experience. It's a championship course. That's how they, that's how it's marketed. That's what it is. There's no, there's no uh, uh, controversy about that. It's tough. Yeah. The cradle, you won't play a shot longer than 115, 120 yards, depending on where the pins are set that day. Um, go out there and grab a beer, decompress, and and go and hang out. Um, so num- day four. Tobacco Road. Uh, it's a it's a good nice. it's a good finisher. So our, yeah. we, our bookends are the same here, <laughs> um, but it's just it's so fun. It's so unique. It's quirky and kind of on the same vein as the Cradle. It's supposed to be fun, and after a lot of golf, it's not overly long either. Um, so you're not feel like feeling like you're having to bash drives and yeah. Um, but just kind of go in with a sense of whimsy and uh, and creativity, and you'll have a blast and an open mind. I think. Yeah. Um, but I I really really like that place too. Um, so that I think it would be good good fitting in, and it's on the way back to the airport. So yeah, easy. Yeah, easy. Well, I, I think that says a lot that neither of us knew the other's choices, and we had we didn't set parameters or have a list of courses to choose from. 
we had the whole area. I mean, you could have said, you know, anything in the area. And we chose largely the, the exact same courses. Yeah. Um, so that says a lot, and that should say a lot to our listeners as well. How would you guys do a, a four-day golf trip? Tell us on social media. You have four days. You can play 36 a day if you want, but, I mean, stay realistic here. I, I don't know if many of us are playing 36 a day four days in a row without then crawling home on all fours. Um, With a bottle of Advil. Yeah, yeah. exactly. Uh, but let us know or send us an email at links, uh, sorry, letters at linksmagazine.com. But Ian, I've enjoyed talking about Pinehurst today. I no other place kind of has that. Uh, it just grabs my heart, and I, I don't know if it's like the father-son trip memories, or if it's just loving it. I mean, it's kind of done the exact same thing to my wife, and she's from England, so she she doesn't have any childhood memories, right? And she, and she loves the village, you know, for yeah, the non-golfer. The, the village, village she doesn't play golf. To do. Hey, yeah. She loves to hang out there, yeah. you know. So there's a lot we could go into even more, and we won't. But, um, you know, golf historians ought to at least Google the Tufts archives. Which uh, I'm, I'm ashamed to say I've never been in. Well, a, yeah. next time you're, you're back, definitely visit. For sure. Um, it, it, it's just an incredible um, database of golf history. Yeah. Um, we'll stop it there. We're, we're going to end up doing more, I'm sure. Um yeah. I have one more question for you that I'm going to spring on you. Okay, yes. And then you can ask me the same because I, I have something in my head already. Yes. Most lasting Pinehurst memory or Pinehurst area memory could be anywhere in there. Oh. What sticks out? Oh. Um, the uh, <laughs> This is going to sound sentimental. Um, playing, going down for a golf trip with my dad and my younger brother, Chambers, Um and staying in these like little cottages to the left of the Carolina. Um, yeah. And I was very young, but I remember that trip thinking to myself, like this place is awesome. Yeah. And it, it was one of those memories of, I had associated the Pinehurst area with tournaments and that was a fun trip with my dad. Right. And it was like, man, this is cool. Yeah. Okay. Yours. Well, it was kind of similar. And again, we didn't, I sprung this on you last minute. Um, but, uh, <laughs> We we got pretty good pretty good rate um, to play play golf when I worked there. Uh, we could bring a guest and they would have to pay you know whatever. So the first time I played number two, I brought my dad oh, and we cool. were going up and yeah. So we went up to pay the register to pay his guest fee, which was you know still pretty reasonable, but not um, not nothing right, not nothing. And uh, one of uh, one of my bosses, one of the higher ups, knew that I was bringing my dad out, and he had he said, "Nope, you're you're taking care of going to the first tee." Oh, that's awesome! And so we just had the best day. He he's not he's a he's a big golf fan, but doesn't play a whole lot. Mm-hmm. And you know he he shot he was breaking a new driver that day too. <laughs> so it was a rough day, but he was just like, "I couldn't be happier being out here." Um, it was it was pretty cool, pretty special. That is special. So that's just you know that's cemented in uh, in my mind, and you know Pinehurst that does that to people. It so. does, yeah, I think. It just hooks you. It does. Well, I, I don't think there's a better way to end it than that. Um, guys, reach out to us. We're at Lynx Magazine on Twitter, Instagram, Facebook. Uh, send us an email at letters at linksmagazine.com. Uh, if you haven't signed up for our free newsletter and free e-magazine, Links Digital, you can do that on our website. They're free, by the uh, way. Yeah, they're free. And <laughs> uh, we also have Links Magazine. Subscribe to Links Magazine. You can do that on the website as well and get our print magazine. But I've loved talking about Pinehurst. Um, I can talk about it so yeah, much. We're, we'll cut we're, it off. We're, we're cutting it now. Yeah, um, we have to. <laughs> have, a, uh, have a good rest of the day, and we'll, uh, we'll talk uh, later. Sounds good.